Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a live edition of Believe in Steelers. The Steelers losing to the Jaguars 20 to 10 this afternoon. And the final score was not a reflection of how this game was absolute domination by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome in. I'm Mark Bergen, host of the Believe in Steelers show. Let's take care of business really quickly. Today's episode brought to you by betonline.ag. If you have a bet on any of the NFL action, they'll take care of all of your NFL needs this season. Head over to the website, betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Kenny Pickett injured, Minka Fitzpatrick injured, but it's the offense yet again. I'm sick of it. It's rinse and repeat over and over and over again. In advance of this weekend, I'm watching the Pat McAfee show on Friday afternoon, and they're chanting Fire Canada. If today is not an indication that he needs to go, I don't know what is. 55 straight games, this offense hasn't had a 400-yard output total. It's the longest active streak in the NFL, and I think they said this on the broadcast today, if I heard our guy Ian Eagle right on uh CBS, that it's the third longest active streak in NFL history without 400 yards of offense. And I don't care what people say because this defense has been without Cam Hayward. The defense isn't the issue. Look at time of possession. When we talk to Ike on this show each week, we talk to former players, defensive players. Hey, what's it like to have a running game? What's it like to have an offense that can stay on a field and sustain drives to where you get to stay off of the field and catch your breath, get your legs underneath you, and get some rest? In this offense, too, like 262 yards of offense, how much of that is a reflection of what you get in garbage time when the Jags have a two-score lead? How much of that comes in garbage time because the Jags have the ball for more than 34 minutes? It could have been even more than that. And the Steelers are just stat padding at the end. And you know what? I'm glad Mitch Trubisky got intercepted at the end because even if they score a touchdown, at that point, it's meaningless. Five seconds left in the game. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yet again, what can you point to as your identity? What can you point to if you're Matt Canada say, we did that well. In the preseason, doesn't count. In the preseason, doesn't count. Again, I'm going to reiterate this point, too, because we've heard it at Acrosure Stadium in Pittsburgh. I heard it all the way in Utah, the Pat McAfee show on Friday uh, in advance of college game day, where they had college game day this past week, and we have fans chanting, Fire Canada. And if it's not Mike Tomlin who can make this decision, if it goes up to Omar Khan, or if it goes up to the Rooney family, let's try to salvage this now. Let's send a message to the players on this team that this offense isn't acceptable. And it might have to be to a certain point where fans just say, you know what? We're not going to go to the games because we're not going to support this product that's on the field right now. And that's how fired up I am at watching this because this game was there for the taking. I didn't expect the Steelers to win today. I did not predict them to win today. But this offense... Over and over and over and over again, you get the same results. So what's the common denominator? Make a move and say, I, I, and look, here's the thing too. You say, well, who could the Steelers get potentially, whether it's Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, or who would you move to offensive coordinator to replace Canada? It doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter. What it does is, is, is it sends a message to the players on the field that this is not an acceptable product. Today was not an acceptable performance. In 262 yards of offense, and you're only on the field for about 26 minutes, it's terrible. Kenny Pickett injured, not able to go. Mitch Trubisky comes in, and other than the one drive, which was capped off by a score by George Pickens, this offense was terrible. The refs were terrible. You could blame that, but let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Yeah, the roughing the passer penalties with the referees make no sense to me, where the Steelers get penalized on a penalty by Keanu Neal for full body weight, but the play where Kenny Pickett got injured, the guy was to the side and he did used his shoulder pad. It didn't, like, look, that doesn't make sense to me, but it's masking the bigger deficiency and we're making excuses for how bad this offense has been, how putrid this offense has been. And again, think about where the offensive statistical production was in garbage time when the Steeler, or when the Jaguars defense is playing well off prevent defense and the Steelers are dinking and dunking underneath to, to pad the stats today, to pad the stats today, which was just a horrible performance again. And I know the defense hasn't been perfect. You've been without Cam Hayward since the opening week of the season. Yeah, I'd like the run defense to be better. But yet again, the Steelers lose time of possession. I think they have one game this season where they've won time of possession. Playing with the lead. Getting off to a fast start. We are now through seven games and the Steelers have seven offensive points in the first quarter this season. This is 2023. The Steelers' defense, which plays hard and it's admiral, you can't win with that style of football anymore. It's not the 2000s where they allowed targeting and where you you could absolutely knock the socks off of an opposing offensive player. Those rules are gone. Adapt. Adapt or die, and that's what we're stealing with the Steelers. And if Mike Tomlin can't make the decision to say Matt Canada's got to go, does that go up to Omar Khan or does that go up to ownership? Who makes that decision? Because yet again, this offense was crap today. It was absolute crap today. And I'm sick of watching it. Like you could rinse and repeat and record this same show week after week after week after week. And I'd be saying the same thing. And I, I'm so fired up about this right now. I, I'm so fired up about this. And, it, and it's just... After a certain point, it's like, what do you want to do? And you can see it, the body language of the offensive players. There's not a way to quantify this, but we always tell you here on Believe in Steelers, well, the sideline tells the story. And you see how dejected the offensive players are. And it's like the defense knows what's coming. Like Mitch Trubisky's throwing the ball down the field, and it's like he's telegraphing it to the opposing defensive backs. He should have been intercepted more often than he was, if not for drops in this game. I'm just being real and 100% with you right now. I'm being as honest as I can be. And this game was there. This game was there. Like, despite how bad the offense was playing, and it's like, wow, yet another brutal performance where to open the game, I think the Steelers had four consecutive three and outs. And still, even in the second half, as bad as the offense played, it's like, well, hey, here maybe comes the cardiac Steelers again. No, not today. 
Not today against the Jacksonville Jaguars team that's now won five in a row. They've got a good young quarterback, and they have the coaching and Doug Peterson to actually develop him. And potentially, are you going to ruin Kenny Pickett? And potentially, are we going to say, is Kenny Pickett injury prone? Because he had the concussions last year. And we're curious to see if he can go on a shortened week against the Tennessee Titans at home on Thursday night football. And if he can't go, it'll be Mitch Trubisky. But the reason why Mitch Trubisky is even on the Steelers right now is because we've seen what he can do with his opportunities as a starting quarterback. He can be a serviceable backup, but it wasn't there today. It wasn't there today, and I don't know if that's so much on Trubisky or the game planning is just terrible. An opposing defense, know what's coming, play after play after play after play. Where's your identity? What can you hang your hat on? And here's the thing, too. If you don't want to go out and hire other coaches, strip the play calling responsibilities from Matt Canada. I've seen enough. 55 consecutive games without a 400-yard game. This is not 2003 football anymore, folks. It's not. It's not. And you could salvage the season, too, because Pat Fryermuth is going to be coming back. Cam Hayward's going to be coming back. This was a playoff-style game against a team that's likely to make the playoffs in an AFC South division that I expect the Jaguars to win their division. And they came into Pittsburgh today, and honestly... It was lucky that it was 20 to 10 because this was a pure domination today. That's not a hyperbole either. This final score was not a reflection of what actually happened on the field today. Another thing I want to mention, on the touchdown allowed by the Steelers, Travis Etienne, I am not for certain, and I will check on this here in the coming days on the Believe in Steelers show. I'm going to ask Ike about this as well. The Travis Etienne touchdown, it looked like the Steelers were playing a cover two defense. DeMonte Casey, who had an interception today, looked like he tried to cut the route short to try to get another interception. Etienne pops behind him, and it's like, oh, well, why is Joey Porter out of coverage? Joey Porter flips to the inside. To me, that reads as cover two, where the safety has deep half, and in the cover two defense, your cornerback has flat responsibility. So people are watching that saying, oh, well, Joey Porter's getting exposed now as a rookie. He finally starts because Levi Wallace was inactive today. To me, I believe that was a cover two defense. I want to iron that up and sharpen that up to make sure that people watching that understand whose responsibility that was. To me, it looked like Kazee tried to undercut the route and Trevor Lawrence just threw it right over the top and Porter tried to chase ETN down. And by the time he tackled him, he was in the end zone. So I want to bring that up. Uh, Let me get to some comments from people. Um, Brian Harrington saying that officiating was just shady and obviously fixed. I don't know about that, but uh, I don't know about fixed. But yeah, the the officiating was bad today. Um, Temple Ratcliffe, officiating at the end of the first half was egregious, just egregious. I agree with you because the Steelers go from... Uh, Pickett was get rushing for the first down. The ball gets knocked out. So then there was a 10-second runoff because of how he fumbled, which actually made sense. And Mason Cole going to the defense of his quarterback. I, I don't know if he really needed to, but look, I'd rather have an offensive lineman that has your quarterbacks back than not. So then the Steelers get 10 last seconds, and there's more urgency to try to move the ball down the field to set Boswell up into field goal position. He knocks through the initial field goal, and I think it was a 61-yarder that he missed uh, after a penalty set the Steelers five yards further back, and then obviously Kenny Pickett got hurt 
in advance of the field goal attempts. And it looked like Pickett tried to give it a go in the third quarter. It was good to see him still in his pad. So that kind of leads me to believe like, look, I'm not a doctor, but if he tried to give it a go, maybe that rib injury isn't overly serious, but then your five yard penalty sits, sets it back to 61 yards and it's out of range for Chris Boswell, who's been pretty reliable this season, but a penalty costs you and you go into half down nine to three. You go into half down nine to three instead of having a one score game. But yet again, the Steelers offense in the first half, three points. Yet again, you have a scoreless first quarter. Yet again, you've now played seven games and you have seven offensive points in the first quarter. How are you supposed to win games like this to where then you can rely on the strength of your defenses? So uh, thank you to the people checking in. And I'm appreciative of the comments. And look, I do think the officiating was egregious because if you're going to call Keanu Neal for full body weight and roughing the passer, where's that on the call when Kenny Pickett gets slammed to the ground? Against Trevor Lawrence, he gets slammed to the ground by Keanu Neal, but against Kenny Pickett, a no call on, oh, his full body weight because he went to the side with his shoulder. Where Where's the discretion here? Like, honestly, that hit Keanu Neal had on Trevor Lawrence, to me, was like how you teach a textbook tackle. Like, for coaches being like, here's how you tackle an opposing offensive player. And Trevor Lawrence is like 6'6". It's not like he's like one of these smaller quarterbacks that you can just throw to the ground. You're going to need everything that you've got to take Trevor Lawrence to the ground. How's Keanu Neal on that play supposed to know that Trevor Lawrence got rid of the football? Like I kind of always, the rule I kind of envision is like if you could allow for a pump fake. And at that point, Keanu Neal's already into his hit. And so if you're going to call that, where's the call with Kenny Pickett? That to me was just like, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And honestly, the officiating, I'm not going to say it cost the Steelers today. I thought the Steelers cost themselves the game today with with just a pathetic offensive performance. An offensive performance that they should be embarrassed about. And with Canada, to me, make a change. At the very least, his play calling responsibilities, like what can you point to to say, Yep, we're going to go with that for another week. And the one thing you might say is on a shortened week, maybe we see one more week of Canada. After the Thursday night game, it's almost like a mini bye week to where if the Steelers struggle again against Tennessee at home, then maybe you make a change. On a shortened week, that might be the one thing. But yet again today, the game's there for the taking and you muster up 10 points. Congratulations, Pittsburgh Steelers. 10 points. 10 points. Um, Wed Lee asks, who do the Steelers bring in as OC next year with all this talent? This offense looks disappointing. Talent on paper. Talent on paper. The guy who's out there right now, and there's reports that the Steelers didn't want to bring him in as an offensive consultant. I get it from the standpoint because then Matt Canada is looking over his shoulder and saying, is this guy going to take my job? Byron Byron Leftwich is out there. And there were reports that the Steelers could have hired him as an offense coordinator. He'd be where I'd start. He'd be where I'd start. And you might say, well, Byron Leftwich struggled with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense to the end of the Tom Brady era. Yeah, look at what they did when they were rolling to and they had a running game. 
And then towards the end, they couldn't get their running game going, and all the onus hold uh, fall uh, on like a 45-year-old Tom Brady. Byron Leftwich is where I'd start, and I'd look around the league to say, who are some other young, hot play callers? And I'd look outside of this organization. Outside of this organization. I, Matt Canada was still the offensive. Uh, he was the quarterback's coach under Randy Feekner. And we thought it was bad with Randy Feekner. Oh, man. Sometimes the grass isn't always greener. And then the Steelers say, hey, we're going to let his contract expire. I don't want to wait till the end of the season to do this with Canada. This is what the Steelers are going to do beyond this season. Have someone else do the responsibility in all seriousness, because it can't get much worse than today. How are you supposed to win football games in 2023 and beyond with modern football when you can't put up 400 yards of offense? You put up 262 today, and how much of that was in mop-up time? Um, Walter saying we should have hired Eric Bieniemy last offseason. I don't know if the Steelers could have done that. I think Bieniemy wanted to be a head coach, looked around, knew that that wasn't a possibility, and I think he's going to get serious consideration beyond this season, depending on what he does in Washington this year. Washington looked good early on, but Sam Howell might be the most sacked quarterback in NFL history this year. So yeah, like, you know what? I look at some of these comments sometimes and it's like, what is reality? Byron Leftwich is a name that you could go get. You could go get him today. I, I don't know all the other candidates the Steelers could get and certainly mid-season. I don't expect them to make this change. We, It's just not how the Roonies operate. Just not. It's reality. It's unfortunate, but I think Steelers fans should be even more vocal. Again, I started this off the top of the show. We've heard it at hockey games. We've heard it at Acrisure Stadium. We've heard it. We heard it in Utah on Friday, Pat McAfee show in advance of college game day on Saturday. Fans all the way across the country yelling fire Canada. Today it was just, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, Temple checking in saying hats off to the defense, kept them in the game and gave the Steelers a chance. Yep. And, and the defense hasn't been perfect. Don't get me wrong. It has not been perfect, but when you're without Cam Hayward and you're stuck on the field, you're stuck on the field for play after play, after play, after play, go look at the time of possession stats this season. And even beyond this game, Jags had the ball for 34 minutes in this game. When your offense can't stay on the field, it's a disservice to your defense, and you, you've got to try to play complementary football. That that didn't happen today. That didn't happen today. Uh, Mr. Woodside says 65 yards in garbage time. So take that if it is 65 and subtract that from the 262 total that the Steelers finished with. So you have less than 200 yards today offensively. Um. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and people saying you can't blame the defense at all. I know there's been a little bit of frustration, but the Steelers have had one game where the defense, with this defense, where the Steelers have one time of possession. One game this year. And you're playing with fire because, like, we saw it in the Ravens game. We saw it last week against the Rams. You can't continue to operate this way and expect to win football games. And, like, even if you snuck into the playoffs at 9-8 and eight or 10-7, and seven, you're not going to contend with how this team is playing right now. And is there a progression offensively? I thought we might see it because we saw it towards the end of the Rams game where the offense started to click last week in the fourth quarter. And it's like, how can we get that fourth quarter offense? But in the first quarter, 
But in the first quarter, in the Steelers' offense, we have four consecutive three and outs. <laughs> it's just, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. I'm going to try to cool down and enjoy the rest of my Sunday. I hope the rest of you do that as well. Thank you to the people checking in. Appreciate all the comments, people watching live. The Steelers lose 20 to 10. I'll be back with Ike this week to recap this game. And then also we'll break down the Thursday night matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis looked pretty good today for Tennessee. And then this upcoming week too, we'll be back Friday as well, recapping the Thursday night action. So short week for the Steelers. Try to regroup. I don't think they can look much worse than they did today. But I've said that here on this show in previous weeks. So I don't know what to expect, but some changes need to be made, period. And that's got to come from the top down because today was not acceptable on many fronts. Offensively, the refs, super frustrating. And we'll see the extent of Kenny Pickett's injury. Is he going to be back in the shortened week? Same thing with Minka Fitzpatrick and a hamstring injury. Cam Hayward's going to be back soon. Pat Fryermuth, hopefully back soon. And the Steelers will try to regroup on Thursday night football. My name is Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and the rest of the NFL Week 8 action. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.